Now, I want to welcome everyone to Gestalt, Poetry of the Mind. Thank you all for being here. Really happy to be here. Things will be really fun. And there's lots of food, lots of drinks. So we're cool. I wanted to read a couple poems, um, just two to begin and one at the end, if that's okay. I just brought three today. But you guys get to pick. The first one's called Human Linear. The second one is called Two Ideals. And the last one is called Grace M. Eaton and Belmont. Mm. Mm. <laughs> it's fun. One, the drive straight in is blocked off with wooden beams. You have to park in the glass on the street. On the way in, the toddlers light up when I smile at them. One reaches out to take my hand at the water fountain. My soul is brightened. I don't ever want him to let go. And the adult leading me leads me on to let go. The older children get close to me but don't always answer when I speak. The adults and I are different. We're warm and shy, warm and shy, working through our new society. She hears the helicopter, says she wonders who died. They're looking for somebody on that bridge, you know it. He says, did you hear about, I gotta go, she said, but she stays, and he says, yeah, I heard. At first, I didn't know what they were talking about because we all knew him as Peter Rabbit. We can't make it to 30, he says, that's what they say. We're all shaking our heads. When we talk politics, waiting for the other, she says, remember us. And I say, we're fighting for you out there. We do remember you. Do I do enough? He touches my arm on the way out, and I know it's good I came. Good I'll be back again. I know. Two. How green it is, blocks away, how quiet and green. Romaine and organic olive oil and sail at sunshine. And a freedom first bumper sticker on a white truck means the freedom to carry guns. And that's about it. And on the way home, I see a whole white family on, out walking slow with one mistroller, one in white diapers, and that child's free hand is just as light as the others across town. But the adults, so calm, walking and talking, driving by in my car, listening to us three. The white couple turns and looks at me. Just another brother on lockdown, he sings, and they're afraid of me. It's the beat, it's the beat. I do remember you sinking into this green, into this pulse. Don't do enough. Thank you. So now, do you want two ideals or human linear? of the straight line, its rare and probable logic. More like a bee line in the flowering trumpet vine follows a dance the last bee left along a trail of other flowerings. Follows with joy diversions, winds and chance encounters with other bees. She wakes every day with her head full of curls and a dog named Pedrito who she saved, who makes her laugh at 73 her bright mind still accumulating tidbits of fact, and I wonder that a million bees are not at her door every morning. These other lines are pure force that disintegrate in complications that cost other people's lives. 
Another skunk died today for your sins. Another spread its scent in your name, but it will never match the rot of your intent. Would it follow your every step in perfect tailored black? Oh, but today your affect is speaking to the people in a political tent. You leave a trail no bee would follow. And yet I admire the perfection of a line to the people for real that would save lives instead of that would disintegrate in complications, but whose net result would be a flowering. Thank you, thank you. Well, first up we have Magnolia Lee. Oh, you're so welcome. Thank you for being here. Um, so yes, uh, Amy introduced me as Magnolia, um, which was like a poetic name that I took on um, a few years ago when I was also hiding from my true self. <laughs> my birth name is Maggie. Um, Maggie, not Margaret. Just Maggie. Maggie Lee. Um, so I want to read a couple of poems from this collection that I'm putting together. Um, from when I first first started writing several years ago, um, and what I realized that I was writing was poetry. Um, and I've started to accumulate those poems, and, um, and to me that they tell the story. So I'm gonna pick a few of those, and then read something a little bit newer also. Um, so thank you guys for listening. Trapeze, the dark seas, through infinity, silken wave, strings that bend and break. When they fade, ghosts and their symbols stay to remind us where travelers tried and died to carve a path between stars. Thanks, you guys. <clears throat> How does love look at you? Entered through a hundred thousand windows in a hundred thousand painted rooms, each illuminated by a different view. Colors light up walls, elementary and abstraction and too blazingly brilliant to articulate. There is a prism of experience I am going through and through and through, so painfully, so specifically, it feels like prison to my shaking spirit. Qualms all contained by my meager, eager flesh. Restore me to origins, love, like when you don't say my name, when my face is out of your frame, and I get by on believing in essence, our meaning, spirit shouting across ocean, maybe we tangle up above it, or maybe we are diving down below, collecting shells and showing off. See how good we swim, see God, how good we soar. We break waves. Some way your mouth catches my wave, my lucky wave, baby. The ocean is what you see in me, and salt is the way you taste. Gravy. All right. And this is one I wrote the other night, maybe yesterday morning, actually. Um, my hallelujah is an empty church, except for me. The blood stain on the floor and a little yellow bird that flew from the choir to check my pulse. This is what praise is left. 
breath. What is defiance? What is strength? Just a spirit returning to a body abandoned like a house fire. All my bruises, all these contusions that I feel in my veins, passageways like tracking truth, broken over and over, still beating to the tips of existence from source, so we go. Sewing what we can't know right into the daylight. Dreams like dark spies with thread like bright eyes. Thank you guys. <laughs> and uh, I can't unfortunately stay to hear everybody read because I've got to go to work, so I'll dip out in a little bit. But mm. uh, it's not because I don't want to be here. <laughs> Thank you so much. That's awesome. Thanks. Now we have Paul Felton. Test one, two. So I'm going to read you a poem today that I've never read out before. Uh, it's one I wrote a long time ago. Um, and really, I think it should be read by a woman. But I, So I, I went to hear Diana Morningstar once. You know Diana? Yeah. And not only is she a great poet, but she's a wonderful reader. And I said, here, I want you to read my poem so I can hear what it sounds like done right. You know? <laughs> Uh, because the, the subject is a woman. Um, so I don't remember how she read it, but I'm going to try to read it. It's called The Way She Looks At It. Feisty little red-haired waif, playful lolita-like tramp, bats her translucent orange eyelashes as she tiptoe sachets her way across hot black top barefoot, flashing her sassy wide grin Jaw thrust provocatively forward, tongue arched seductively behind her straight and confident teeth, pumping her arms in mock gingerliness to convey firm and irresistible intention. Her lilting nasal squeal descends into rapid-fire syllables, flicked off her tongue like so many air puffs. Boy, what you doing over here tonight? I thought she was going to head out yesterday. Give me a cigarette, babe. Don't your black ass look good in that hat? She lifts one slight shoulder and cocks her head, twinkling at him underneath those pale pink eyelids and showing her long parenthetic dimples. She knows he cannot see the bruise on her left hip, just above the hem of her knit green and brown miniskirt. She slips her arm around his waist and lifts a black-bottomed foot to scratch a mosquito bite on her calf, tottering a bit and giggling as she regains her footing and takes the cigarette he has lit for her and draws it to her glossy sienna lips. He is as calm as she is animated and quietly accepts the truth she hides with her mercurial cuteness. I'll be right back, T-Baby, gotta take care of business, she says, and gives him a peck, brushing her wispy golden corn silk back over her ear, then adjusts her skirt, repositioning the thin black strap of her small leather bag and heads down the breezeway toward her room, beckoning with daintily crooked index finger to the man uncertainly leaning up against the wall. How, she wonders, did I get here from my small hometown, hundreds of hills from here, 
my big town in a little county with my mom and sister and on the girls at school to this give a shit city with its players and snipers, the candy men and the blue light bullies, the spur of the moment hustle on the street, the guessing game I am about to play again. The excitement, the speed, the fear, the half-expected fist, the unexpected gun. The escapes, the scratches and bruises, telltale traces of close calls that mar my creamy skin, so out of place on my petite frame, my smooth tummy and tiny breasts. The partying, the rush, the puking, the grief over gunned down comrades and slashed sisters, and now my man in jail just days after I get out. How did I manage to get here? He shuffles towards her, checking furtively over his shoulder, gratefully slipping across a threshold after her. She runs her fingers reassuringly down his back and places the mental bet she must always make. This is a safe one, nothing rough about him. It'll be straightforward, half and half, sum up both sets of lips. He'll have a condom so I won't have to use one of mine, missionary position. He'll like my legs way back. I will have enough for a rock and a pizza, and he might tip me because I look so young and delicate and sexy. She banters with him and he relaxes. She strokes his hair as he leans his head along her neck. If they could all be so easy and be regulars. How many times could I have been dead and not be here to count them? How many, how close to my death can I get? My past was dull, my future is impossible, my present is constant danger, a thrill more addictive than crack and more surprising. He sighs and grins at her before rushing off to the toilet. She reaches for her panties, wondering if T-Man waited for her like he said he would. Always something to worry about, keeping her wary as a rabbit. Yes, I'm either wired or tired, but hey, I just made more money than all those girls back home will make their whole shift, and I'm free to go. I'm country with a twang, pretty and young, very desirable, but I'm not helpless, not a weak little girl with my crappy schooling and down-home raising. No, I am powerful, got more balls than a NASCAR driver, more courage than any soldier, let alone these chicken-shit cops with their big cars, their radios, and their guns. I can make it no matter what no matter what those jerks back home said in front of my friends or what my uncle told me in secret. I got self-respect. He doesn't tip her, but at least she is right about him not being mean. Look for me again, she whispers to him as she cautiously escorts him to the door. She thinks about Jojo lying in the street, his homies running from the scene as his blood runs from his chest. He relaxed a bit too soon. She thinks of her man, safely locked up, gaining those jail pounds while she is out losing hers. She can see T-Man across the lot and waves her fingers at him through the narrow opening before she closes the door completely. Party tonight, she thinks, rubbing her thighs quickly. The bruise was not hurting all that much now. As I headed one, I'd like to read one more from a collection that I wrote uh, and published in January. It's 
called Meet Me Tonight at the Parthenon. Meet me tonight on the west end of the Parthenon, as the red-violet sun sets and the wind dies down, and flocks of starlings rush above the columns where nighthawks used to soar and dip at dusk, looking for flying insects in the remains of the heat. We will remember that walk we took after dinner in the twilight, the phalanx of columns on the long side, backlit, blood-red from floodlights, as you asked if I was curious about the man you were leaving me for. Life has twisted us several times since that turning, which you wanted and I didn't, and that one seems less significant than either of us thought it was at the time. We went our separate ways, or so we thought, when we believed things can be cleanly broken as if they hadn't happened. What is past now far exceeds what we could envision then. We will recognize each other approaching, familiar gates, carrying the weight of years' worth of strivings and unexpected disappointments. You will take my arm softly, and then, with the slow, tender speed of sweet chagrin, slide your hand into my coat pocket to find my fingers and squeeze them into place the way we did every time we ever walked more than 20 feet together. That affirmation of belonging we will feel to our toes and know never ended. The past is never dead, a voice from Oxford, Mississippi will remind us. It isn't even past. In the brisk air, we will see our breath exhibiting feeble but indefatigable puffs of warmth and recall the coziness of our warm bodies in that bed as we held each other like precious gifts, holding on to each other to soothe the pain of things that happened when we were children that we couldn't quite remember. We still won't, but we will forget it all, and the ways we failed each other will feel too small to need forgiving. share with you and some of them new and then about three three short ones um, this poem is titled into you engage and bonded between each us between each other we linger for hours just looking into each other's eyes awaiting something perhaps sudden to happen and surprise us we are covered with the symbols of the past, giving clues of who we were. Now bookmark for references to bring back those places and feelings instead of the stairs. Open the doors where lies and truth swim together in a world of vision, but no one, yes, no one, can see what is pure in the whites. Instead, the pupils lure us to keep looking for that meaning of who we are in 
what we are, beyond these symbols etched in our flesh, as hidden walls which have lost their way, the meanings, but we just watch and wait to explain each other enough to fall in love with each other. We look, we see, and enjoy being lost again and again and again. As a child, I stared at people a lot. And, you know, when I became an adult, started dating and stuff. First thing, you know, because they say if you're in a crowd and you make eye contact, that's their first rapport. And, um, like, my sister and other people said, well, women won't look at you because that means you're trying to flirt from a distance. So and I was like, what? I'm just staring at people. I might see something on someone's face, you know. But um, that poem was kind of stemmed from that, that whole thing of just being fascinated with someone. And this that exchange. Have you ever felt that? You're looking at someone. Oh, oh I see that. <laughs> but you, you know, there's this rapport between each other. But you're just looking. You know. Right. This next poem is titled "Abstractions Here." Fear trapped the darkness in my skin. Some of my expression must live as whispers, and then some must die as screams. These symbols to explain my dark definition about shadows cast from my dreams. Words that mourn lost inspiration, seeking love and understanding for these eyes. A history of lynch baptisms and a whispering golden sphinx without lies. What beast is my form made by black magic? A dance that, a snake that dances to the sun? As rhythm and light bend for creation, the shedding of my fear has begun. The joy and relief of a fearless darkness, our beauty not mocked or shamed, a healing by voiceless abstractions through these eyes that once only blinked. And this last one. is titled, Offer Me. My mouth hungers for the delicious offerings and taste of the field. My taste buds scramble about on the surface of my tongue, awaiting the sweetness of the food while becoming excited and remembering the last honey-tasting fruit in my mouth. My teeth patiently just share and wait, stare and wait, knowing they must do what? most of the work, of course, of smashing and grinding each piece until the throat opens for the passage and allows the mouth to sing of how wonderful this fruit is. Thank you. Yeah, that's a weird one. A poem about you. <laughs> that was great. Butler is an American artist best known for his visual art, spoken word, and music, 
which have been favorably compared to that of Jan Deck, Laurie Anderson, Dr. Eugene Chadbourne, and they might be twins. A keen observer of life, Cutler's genre-crossing work deals with themes of change, personal growth, and self-actualization in a society that encourages alienation, fear, and self-consumption. He's a founding member and master wordsmith with the underground art music collective Inglewood Social Club, and there are CDs on the table in there. In the award-winning film Fog, Diary of a Sociopath in 2017, he played the role of Dr. Abraham Prince. And his website is LandryButler.com. Welcome, Landry. Always fun to be around cool people, sharing cool poetry. Andy, you're awesome. Aww. Rob, you're awesome. You guys are awesome. You guys are awesome. <laughs> yes. So this is a piece called Coinage. <clears throat> I was on the internet the other day, and I fell down a deep, dark hole with all sorts of things that I had no idea existed. All kinds of men's and women's and people of all types doing all sorts of things in front of cameras for free. F-R-E-E. -E. How in the hell does that happen? To be fair, the models, the actor people, or whatever they call themselves, they did get paid in some sort of coinage, some sort of means of exchange. I think a few people even made a living from it. But just the fact that there were so many channels dedicated to this glorious display of exhibitionism, the voyeurs, they love it because they have plenty to watch. The internet is everywhere. It's everywhere you want to be and everywhere you don't. You gotta love that internet. Can I get a what what for Al Gore? Woo! <laughs> oh, it's the internet. The worldwide motherfucking web. It's made of people and it's coming to get your brain. It's coming to get your brain. Sweet baby brains are the best brains of all. That's what they're coming for. Ooh. Yeah. All right. Uh, another one of these internet things. You know, this is a, um, it's a weird place in America. There's a lot of shit going on. <laughs> and just in the world in general, you know, people, human beings, we've been kind of recreating the world in our own image for several thousand years, and uh, <coughs> we've screwed a lot of stuff up. This is called Killing the Host. Viral cancer parasite, wrench the darkness from the night. We are human, we are death, kill the host and eat what's left. Endless growth of GDP, none for you and all for me. I'll sell you the air you breathe, and when you die, I won't grieve. We are killing the host, killing the host, killing the host. We are killing the host, killing the host, killing the host.
We are killing the host, killing the host, watching it die. Humanity is metastasis. Climate change is just the latest. Greed is our malignancy. Suck this oligopoly. You want love and you want bread. Who put these ideas in your head? Conquest is the only goal when I take your life to feed my soul. In the end, when life is gone, it won't matter right or wrong. We'll tell you what you want to hear. Our propaganda is most sincere. And by the time you realize that we are the darkness and not the light, my friend, it will be much too late. Your ascent has sealed your fate. Killing the host, killing the host, killing the host. And you are the host. Oh, this is a uh, more, more, um, more happy piece, I think, maybe. I don't know. I don't know that my piece is really that happy. I don't know. It's just what I do. <laughs> This is called Elves, and um, this is about one time, it was a lazy weekend afternoon, and I'm uh, napping in my favorite chair, and I sensed that I was not alone. Somebody else was there. I open my eyes, and I find people smiling and waving at me. They said, I think you know who we are. We're the Elves in the Machine. Elves in the Machine, Elves in the Machine. I can tell you, I've seen Elves machine. They were really happy to see me or really happy that I could see them. Having returned from my long journey, having died and lived again, the queen stood by my side with her hand upon my shoulder. A gathering of ancients must be I'm getting older. Elves in the machine. Elves in the machine. I can tell you I've seen elves in the machine. And the elves say, round, round, get around. We get around. Get around, get around all over town. So level and square your geometry. Get up for the downstroke. You know you'll never be sitting all alone. The elves are always watching. And they do their little dance. It's an elf dance. <laughs> Their legs are really short, so they have to do that. <laughs> All right, one more. This is called World Wide Open. Let me tell you a little something about the way it was, a little something about the way it is, and a little something about the way it always will be. In the infinite game of life, some rules evolve, some rules stay the same. As you peel back the onion and get closer to the center, it's still onion all the way through. Know this, possibilities are infinite, but they collapse into one when you make a decision. From there come new infinities and from there you can thrive. The world is wide open, the challenge is yours. The time is limited. What will you do? Thank you.
that last one is also in the book that is part of this whole series that uh, celebrates uh, Nashville poets and Amy's project to bring us all together and share our work. Thank you. beside us, his spirit ghostless, homeless, now they've gone so very far, coming soon, the hall of irony, the expectant family huddled in the taxi, they've come to look for the history of ideals in the sculpture town, where the flags are always at half-mast, for the homeless vets who wander this grass with me in desert and jungle camouflage asking for the time. Inside one of these marbles, I found the abstracts. Jackson Pollock found one face out of two lovers, splattered and twined on black and peach. On my way back out to the car, through revolving doors ungreeted, ain't nothing beat the sky. Thanks you all so much. There's cheese and crackers and grapes and cookies and drinks. Yeah. I'd love if you could stay and, and help notch for a little while. It'd be great to have you. Thank you all so much for being here. Thank you, Landry. Thank you, Thanks for having us. Oh, you're welcome. Yeah. Thank you. Glad you were here.